we run from the present and into the past. We suck in the fumes, we burn off the rust, past smoldering heaps of the hurt and decay. The only way forward is living today. My friend, this is Joe Bakmutsky. I want to welcome you to Power to Be Happy podcast, where we talk about healing from trauma and living a greater life with more purpose and meaning and just feeling happy, you know, and such a big part of it is letting go of these negative feelings of guilt, shame, that's run so deep inside of us. So today I want to talk about how do we heal from mistakes? Let's dive in. My friend, there are mistakes and then there are mistakes. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm talking about the kind of mistakes, first of all, mistakes that we all make, right? Things that, you know, we look back on and we think, I could have done this differently. And then there are mistakes. Things that become the instruments of torture, and hurt and suffering that we inflict upon ourselves. We look back on something we've done or wish we could have done differently. We go, why? This makes me a horrible person. And we begin to go down this spiral, the spiral of doom, of doubt, of questioning, of overanalyzing and whatever it is that happened or you wish that that happened just becomes just it just blows up right it becomes just so magnified it becomes something we dwell on something we agonize over something that just holds you back and that's no way to feel if you have ever felt the burden of carrying the past, what we sometimes think of as mistakes, and it's weighing you down. Well, let's talk about how do we let go of these mistakes? How do we put them in a place where there's just things that have happened or things you wish to have happened, and they're no longer things we carry with us? So that because when we let go of mistakes, we're able to live a life that feels more free, a life that feels more joyful, a life where we can be so much more enjoying things and being in the present moment because our mind isn't you know, part of it somewhere far away, you know, dwelling on things that might have come to pass. It's a huge release. It's a release that enables us to not only live with this greater sense of presence and freedom, but also allows you to go for your dreams, to start dreaming again, to start Have those big hopes, hopes for the future, hopes for yourself, hopes for people around you, 
to be more of a person who can go out and do things that you truly care about with passion, with, with excitement, to support people who like maybe close to you, maybe your friends or family or someone in your community, right? Someone who's maybe been on a similar journey to support them and lift them up, right? To a place where they can go and, and do so much more. That is what we gain by pushing away the hurt, the blame that comes with the so-called mistakes. And by the way, what are mistakes? And why am I even talking about it? Like, <laughs> well, listen, I am an expert on mistakes. <laughs> I made a lot of them. And also I beat myself up about things that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have, at least not as much, <laughs> but I've done it a lot. I've been on my own back for so long. And listen, um, if you don't know me, my name is Joe Bakmutsky. I'm a proud author of Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in this challenging world that we live in today. I'm also a speaker. I'm a coach. I help people to get clarity in key parts of their life, especially as they're on a path towards healing, towards living a greater life of fulfillment, of belonging, and living with purpose. And it's a path that I found after being in some pretty terrible places in my life. You know, I've been through sexual abuse as a child. I've, um, I've, I've been through cancer. I've, um, I've just been through just a lot of nasty things, like we all have, like you have. I'm sure you've been through difficult times as well. Whether you, you know, classify that experience as, you know, as traumatic or not. But I see myself today as a survivor. And finding my own path towards healing hasn't been easy. <laughs> it never is, right? But it's just given me a huge appreciation and gratitude for life, for what it is that I have, for the people in my life, for the things that I'm doing. It's given me opportunity to dream again, to have hopes, to strive for something that is beyond myself. And in part of it, because part of that healing journey has been trying to put those so-called mistakes in the place where they belong, in the place where they no longer haunt me or take over my day and just control me like, like, like a marionette. And so I want to share today with what I think might be helpful. And listen, if we only can make progress and set aside the blame, the guilt, the, the, all the, all the, like the yucky, the, the negative, the horrible, oh, disgusting stuff that comes with the so-called mistakes, if we can only do that for, let's say, 10%, 10%, 
We can put 10% of those hurts and those horrid feelings aside. Wouldn't that be a huge win? Because that's the only, we can, the only way we can make it work. Is to make progress over time. Like if there was a way to just snap your fingers and make it all go away, <laughs> we would have already done it. <laughs> but that's why we're talking about it today. And I want to share some ways that hopefully will be practical for you in dealing with the so-called mistakes. Now, the reason why I call it so-called mistakes, because let's, let's first of all define what we can think of as look, these big mistakes that, that come to us and haunt us in our nightmares, in our daily life, right? A lot of times mistakes are things that have happened or we wish that have happened. But ultimately, I think a mistake, how I would define it, is a way of coping that wasn't helpful. Right, we all go through difficult experiences, hardships, whether that's something that is ongoing, whether that's something that's in the past. But when we deal with these hardships, we look upon different situations as choices, as things we could have done differently. Perhaps we end up upsetting or you're hurting someone's feelings or not doing something. We wish we've, we've made different choices. That's what it is. But I believe that those choices, whatever choices that we make, were a way of coping with whatever was happening in your life at the time, with whatever hardships or difficulty or struggle. And it was a way of coping. Maybe it wasn't a great way of coping when you reflect back on it, but it was a way of coping at the time that may not have been helpful to you or somebody else. And yet it was a natural thing for you to do at that point in time, the person that you were back then. And that's hugely important. You know, because ways of coping that aren't helpful means that we can, we can start to think about it in a way that isn't something that is personal to you. It was something that our way to react to things that happen in a way we try to make them less difficult we try to make them less painful. And sometimes we do it in a way that doesn't serve us sometimes. And acknowledging that, I think, is the necessary step on our road to healing from mistakes, to letting go of mistakes and leading a better life. I want to talk today about mistakes from a perspective of healing from trauma. Because I think 
one way or another, most of us, that's what the research tells us, have been touched by trauma. Research tells us seven out of ten people have experienced a traumatic event at least once in their lives. So that means that we are living amongst trauma survivors. We are ourselves likely survivors of trauma. So that requires us to look at it from a perspective of healing from trauma, including how we look at our past, how we look at our, how we reflect on life, and give ourselves that compassion that is necessary for us to find more freedom and live forward. So I want to speak to letting go of mistakes through the lens of the what I call the ABC of healing from trauma. And when we talk about the ABC of healing from trauma, it's really the three things. And the A in the ABC of healing from trauma is acceptance. What I mean by that? You know, one thing that I looked upon as a big mistake um, and something that was held me back for the longest time was you know, my first big relationship in life, when I fell in love, it was just like, you know, a beautiful time. You know, the, you know, the first time when you fall in love, it's just, it's just so, it just overwhelms you. Like, all the senses, like, it just becomes, like, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I was with that person, and... I found out that she was cheating on me. And I, like, it just didn't even compute. Like, it just didn't see it. It just, just kind of sit in my head. I, I couldn't make it fit. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't work it out. Like, here's the person I love who supposedly, you know, loves me as well. How could this even be happening? It didn't make sense to a point where I, you know, I wish that she would stay with me. Um, and she did, <laughs> you know. Um, we stayed together for um, five and a half years and it didn't end well. I mean, she left me for someone else again anyway. So, um, and I... For the longest time, particularly when it happened, uh, particularly uh, you know, after the breakup, I kind of tortured myself a lot because I was saying, how could I let this happen? You know, back when it was happening, it seemed okay. <laughs> you know, it seemed like I just, uh, I was coming up with, I think what were excuses. I was saying, you know what? She wants to change. And... Um, Maybe things can be different and um, I can learn to trust her again. None of those things happened. And I was had so much anger 
that came out after the breakup because I was like, how could I let anyone do this? And I remember there was a point when I said to myself, this is not going to happen anymore. But for that to happen, I was, I had to find acceptance to believe that, yeah, maybe it was a mistake at the time. But I was desperate and I didn't know any better. And I was also desperately afraid of being alone. And looking back at, you know, what you could say was being weak at that point in time. And it probably was, you know. But you know what? That's how I was. And to recognize myself as being in that place and being that person. I mean, it wasn't fun, but I look back and go, well, considering all the things that, and what, the reasons why I was afraid of, so petrified of being alone, because I was afraid that I wouldn't have, be able to have sex again, that I would never meet anyone again. And by the way, you know, it was difficult after that. <laughs> you know, it was so much struggle. So my fears in some ways were well-founded, at least for a time. Um, but I was able to find acceptance and going, this was my way of coping with my struggles, with my difficulties. It wasn't helpful to me. Or maybe it was helpful at the time. It wasn't helpful over the longer term. But maybe there was something I had to do. Being the person that I was at that point of time. And acceptance does not mean that you got to be, you know, proud of it or like excited about it. Acceptance means going, yes, I accept that's what happened. I was not in a great place, but it's who I am. And acceptance, saying, you know, this is what happened. What can I learn from this? What can I take away with me? What can I take forward with me? And for me, it was, you know what? I don't ever want to be in that place again. That was a big takeaway. <laughs> I mean, it seems so simple, right? But I was like, I ain't going to let anyone hurt me again. Do you know what I mean? So when you think on your, what, something you wish you've done differently, and you look back on it, like, what's the thing that you would take away with you as a learning, or something that you will do differently from now on? What is something that is different? You know, as a coach, I think it's so important. You know, when I talk to my clients about finding a way forward, about dealing with the past, 
what is often so important is not to dwell on what happened, but to try and take away something that you can do from this moment on. Because A, it kind of cements the acceptance that it's it's happened, but now you're also in the realm of action. Now you're not just you know passive bystander, you're now actively pursuing change, you're doing something about it. How powerful is that? And look, and this might be something that you feel like actually you do in a big way that like something that you change maybe you like you for example if you've wronged someone you've you try and find a way to speak to them and apologize for what happened or maybe it's a decision that something you're going to do differently from now on that may be like directly related or not what is something that you can do from this moment on that's going to be different that's key that's important that's acceptance but also what is important when we have found a way to accept the past to accept whatever happened to accept the change is how do you take that next step? Because now we need a commitment to take that action. You know, whether this is to try and apologize to someone for who you might have wronged, for making a decision to do things different. Sometimes doing that thing, it's harder. And that takes bravery. That does take, that that's, that takes courage. Right? That takes courage. Why? Because it's so much harder to do something about something. It's a lot easier in so many ways. It's a lot easier in so many ways to wallow in our own misery, to wallow in regret, to stay in a place and say, oh, I wish I would have done that differently than to actually deal with it. We can only deal with it once we found a, a way to accept it. But now, what is the next step forward? And for me, I remember one day I was driving home from work late at night. And I remember I was in that place where after the breakup, I was experiencing just so much anger. Just anger. Like I, said, I remember like I, was, I was so angry at myself, at her. I was driving in the car and I was just like screaming like, Rah! like I was just like, I literally was screaming, right? I think I was just like beating on bits of the car, right? And remember, I stopped at the traffic light. I was late at night and I stopped at the red light and I just remember thinking, 
this is never happening to me again. Never. I deserve to be loved. I want to give love. I want to be loved in return. And I didn't know how that's going to look like. But that decision set me on a new path. And I decided that no matter what, I'm going to follow that path. I'm going to act on it. Until I find, I find love. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to find it. And sometimes that's the key decision that you take and go in, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. And deciding to do it and making a first step in knowledge that this step might not go well. You can visualize it. You can see it. And sometimes this, it won't work. If you want to apologize to a person, they might not want to talk to you. If you want to make that change, it's going to be real hard. Whether the change is looking after your health and being more active or eating better, whether that's going to see a doctor or a therapist, whether that's, as in my case, finding love, that was hard. That was hard. It was a long road. I did a lot of things that didn't, like that nothing worked for a long time. For the longest time, nothing worked. I used to go on dates that have no idea what to say or do. I was petrified of, you know, I, I was, I would meet women and someone would, would take them, would go back home and I wouldn't be able to have sex. <laughs> I can tell you, that is not great for a man's confidence, <laughs> you know. And um, it's, it, was, it wasn't fun. And that was what probably three, four years. It wasn't easy. It was hard. But I kept reminding myself, saying, I made a decision to find love. And one way or another, I'm going to get there. I don't care how long it takes. So what's the decision that you make today? To take a step towards something that will you feel like will put you on a path towards liberation, towards freedom, right? Taking that path and being on it, that's what helps us 
to let go of these mistakes, so-called mistakes. It's what helps us go, now, your mind goes, okay, now things are different. Now I'm doing things in a different way. I'm going to get up and get going. And that takes bravery, my friend. And even if it's something that nobody cares about, even if it's something that people would be scornful at or frown upon or don't even notice it or think it's nothing, maybe it's a simple act of saying to someone, I'm sorry, I, I, I messed up. That can be a, such a powerful way to step into your true self. Because that's the hardest thing to do. A, is to acknowledge and accept that it's happened. But B, find the bravery to act upon it in whatever way you feel is right for you now. But I think finding that next step and going to seek it with bravery is what makes the biggest difference in healing. may not be easy. If it was easy, you wouldn't need to be brave. <laughs> Maybe easy for someone else. But it's not easy for you. That takes courage. That's what being brave is. That's the path to healing. Sharing your true self. Doing that which is in line with your values. Right? Because what are values, my friend? Values are choices that we make every single day. So if you act on it, that's living through your values. Isn't it? And last thing is, is just having the compassion for yourself on that journey. So often, when it comes to dealing with difficulties, with past, with the struggles of today, again, we can be hard. You can be hard on yourself. You can say, well, I could have done things differently. I, things were wrong. What matters is finding a way to be compassionate with yourself because you deserve and saying, hey, listen, I've done the best that I can. I'm trying to as hard as I can. I'm doing it now. And listen, maybe it's not working, but I'll just keep going. I'll keep trying. I'll figure it out in the end. I'll try to get advice. I'll go see a therapist. I'll go talk to, to a friend. I'll work through this with a coach. I'll go read some books. You know, I'm doing something. I'll figure it out. It may not be easy, but I'll do it. And I'm just on a journey. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to stumble and get up and keep going. So please, find that compassion for yourself. And when you, and the way to do it, I think is just to talk to yourself the way you would with a good friend. You know, and say, listen, you know, things haven't been easy, but no, you're trying. You're giving it your best. Just keep going. 
You're doing good. You're doing all right. Finding that compassion is everything. And that's why I think so vital to life is to dealing with mistakes, so-called mistakes and letting go of them is acceptance of what happened. Acceptance of what happened as a way of coping that wasn't helpful. Being brave to decide of choosing a different path and taking action that is in line with what you think is right today, even if it's difficult, even if it's going to take time, even if other people don't even appreciate it, doing what's right for you, that takes bravery. And then having compassion for yourself for being on a journey. Listen, this is a journey through life, my friend. We know it ain't easy. We know that sometimes it's you feel like you're 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 just steaming ahead, and other times you're being pulled back. And sometimes you're doing great things, and sometimes you're just like you're just struggling to get through the day, and that is okay. You're here. You're one of us. You're a survivor. You belong here with us. Don't forget, in your uniqueness, in your unique path through life, your journey is our journey. Because so many things we share along our path, the, 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 the shame, the difficulties, the struggles, the feeling lost. We share so many things. That's what we have in common. And that means we're in this together. Remember that, my friend. You're not alone in this. You are not alone. We are in this together. And together, we're going to seek that way towards clarity. Being the best of ourselves. So that we can prove to ourselves, only to ourselves, that we're enough. That we're enough, that we deserve to live a good life. And hold on to hope. That no matter how difficult, stressful life is, how difficult there is sometimes to deal with the past, it's necessary. And hold on to hope that things can and do change for the better. That is your power to be Friend, this is Joe Bakhmutsky. I want to thank you so much for being here. I'll see you soon. Thank you for being here, my friend. I want to deeply honor your life, your story, and where you are today. And it's my hope that 
this show it it serves you in some way because I believe that we are all just capable of so much more than we think sometimes. And and, and this incredible potential of what we are capable of and leading a life that you're proud of, that you're excited by. Well, I tell myself, so tell my loved ones. That's what I'm here just sharing this this with you, right? And I have this vision. I have this vision for bringing together survivors. Survivors of trauma, of difficult experience, of difficult circumstance. Whether that's going through sexual abuse, domestic violence, living with illness, going through war. Bring together people who've been through it or are living through difficult times, their loved ones. So we can come together to give give our best in our lives in, in, in with our loved ones in our communities in our work to grow to grow towards our dreams towards our hopes towards our desires and to heal to heal from difficulties and struggle and making sense of what's right for you today that's why I'm here that's why I wrote my book Finding hope in times of uncertainty, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. And if this vision, just if it speaks to you in some way, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you if you could email me at joe at powertobehappy.com. That's J-O-E at powertobehappy.com. Whatever you want to say, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Please let me know what you think. And thank you again so much for being here today. I'll speak to you next time.